Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Great to have you with us on the show today on this Friday. A lot of fun coming up during the course of the next couple of hours. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Yitor Grossmatos in his uh, press conference from earlier in the week to set up Penn State and Minnesota, which will take place tomorrow at noon. We're on beginning at 10.30 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And, of course, uh, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, I know Buner is partial to the garlic, but the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, all together now, USU and Shemokin Dam, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the weekend. It's going to be a chilly one. You're going to want to lock down and watch Penn State, Minnesota tomorrow. You're going to lock down and watch Alabama play LSU tomorrow. So go to Brewers Outlet tonight and stock up for the weekend. And don't forget, Brewers Outlet gift cards. We're headed into the holiday season here. A Brewers Outlet gift card means so much to the person that you give it to. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's a great time of the year to buy a vehicle. You're going to get great deals, and not only that, you're going to be dealing with the best in the business that has a great service department to back it up. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. A few moments we'll hear from Yitor Gross Matos. As Penn State gets ready for Minnesota, Rich Scarcella, Frank Bodani, Sean McDonough. And uh, you heard part of James Franklin's press conference from earlier in the week. We're going to play the second half of the press conference for you later in the show today as well. Last night, of course, the uh, Raiders go to 5-4. and four. They beat the Chargers 26-24. to 24. A boatload of turnovers last night for Phillip Rivers. Not exactly what he wanted. And also this weekend... Uh, There's a lot going men's ice hockey tonight with Michigan State, women's volleyball tonight, Indiana, Purdue tomorrow night, both in rec hall, but wrestling gets going this weekend. They'll take on Navy at 2 o'clock Sunday in rec hall. So we're in that transition time. Field hockey today, semifinals, Penn State's hosting uh, Michigan today. That's getting underway about an hour from now, 45 minutes really from now. And then there's volleyball tonight, ice hockey tonight, men's basketball tomorrow, ice hockey tomorrow, women's basketball, soccer Sunday. It's a transition time. We'll lock in on football, though. Yitor Gross Matos next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestic microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. 
indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. High school football coming up tonight on Eagle 107 as Sealands Grove plays for the District 4 Championship as they take on Jersey Shore this evening. So a road trip to try and win the district title for Sealands Grove tonight at Jersey Shore at 7, airtime 6 o'clock on Eagle 107. Tomorrow, Penn State football. The Nittany Lions will take on Minnesota in Minneapolis. 12.08 the kickoff, 10.30 the airtime here on News Radio 1070 WKOK and the Penn State Sports Network. One of the key players in the game, he's always one of the key players in the game, is Yitor Gross Matos. He met with the media earlier this week. How you doing, Yitor? Good, how are you? Good. Um, I just want to ask about the bye week. You know, how was it? How'd you use it, I guess, to rest and recover? And did you get a chance to go home, maybe see some family or anything like that? Uh, no, I was actually here all weekend. Um, I just spent a lot more time in the film room with my teammates and uh in the recovery beds, taking advantage of uh, having that chance to get some rest. Eter, what's what's the challenge this week facing a Minnesota offense that is really heavy on the run and focuses on mm-hmm. um, dominating time of possession? Um, you know, with like you said, dominating time of possession, you know, trying to get those guys off the field um, and get our offense a chance to go out there and put up some points. And um, you know, with a team like that who run the ball as much as they do it in their consistency of their offense, you know, not drawing a lot of penalties and stuff. Uh, you just got to play discipline. You know, everyone's got to do their job. Um, and just to keep that up for four quarters, you know, and um, give our offense a chance to to do something. James had mentioned the their success on third down is partially because of how good they are on first down and getting into third and short situations. Yeah. How much are you guys as defense putting an emphasis on putting them in second and long, third and long situations this week? You know, that's been a huge emphasis. You know, Coach Bryce said, is, uh, you know, they get in situations where it's second and third and third and one, and, you know, that could end up having us in a long game. Um, just getting after it on first and second down, you know, we got to put those guys in negative yardage situations or no gain. So we uh, have a better chance of getting off the field because they're great in um, those situations where it's short. Yitor, uh, one of your teammates is in line, uh, P.J. Mustafer, to get a lot more, well, I guess a little bit more playing time to get the start Saturday against Minnesota. So, um, you know, as one of his teammates, I'm just curious, first of all, if you had to describe him in one word, uh, what would it be? And, and where's the confidence in, in this defensive line, you know, even with, you know, kind of a, a quote-unquote new guy, um, yeah. you know, starting this weekend? Uh, describe him in one word? I feel like it's hard. He's a huge personality. Um, but I think probably like hard working, you know, he's always someone after practice, you can find him uh, in the sled by himself or in a group uh, every Tuesday and Wednesday on uh, work days. He's out there striking the sled, getting extra work in. So, um, I mean, as a unit and as a defense, I think we have the utmost confidence to PJ, you know, uh, Tone not being able to start for us this week. Um, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to come in and uh, do his part, you know, since he's been here, um, he comes into the games and people see the flash. Like, PJ's a, a big playmaker. So, I think it's just going to be more opportunity for him to uh, really step into that role. What time do you normally get up on game day? 
Like day to day? Yeah. Well, like when a Saturday comes around and you got to get up in the morning for like a noon kick. Oh, Saturday. I'm usually up at like 8 a.m. Does it make a difference at all that this game's starting at 11 instead of noon, technically? Um, Does it? I don't know what time we're waking up. I mean, I don't really think it's going to make much of a difference, honestly. Uh, I'm going to go out there and treat it the same way. Fair enough. Do you notice the difference in the size of the linemen that you're going up against? I mean, if you're going up against a 500-pound, I mean, not 500 pounds, but a, a very large guy versus maybe somebody <laughs> in the non-conference that's not quite your size. I mean, do you kind of notice that, or are you just going out and doing your thing regardless? Uh, just more more of a, you know, just going out there doing my thing regardless, you know. Um, the game plan, uh, my job, none of it changes based on who we're playing. So, Hey, Tor, how you doing? Um, had a chance to, to speak with Jason after the Michigan State game, yeah. and he, he said he, he felt like he needed that game. He felt mm-hmm. like uh, he was kind of pressing a little bit to that point, and, and it, to see that in the box score made a difference for him. Did you notice at all with Jason over the course of the year? Like, you know, could you tell like he needed that kind of a game? That he was he acting like that at all? I don't think he was acting like it. Uh, maybe to himself, you know, his personal goals, whatever. But he approached practice the same way in terms of how he came uh, and worked out for the team. So, um, you know, I know he was real excited, real happy that uh, he was able to do what he did on that Saturday. And it was a great moment for all of us, but uh, I couldn't tell. When you go to the package that, that you slide inside and, yeah. then, and Jason's opposite of Shaka, what does that front present to a defense, uh, to an offensive line um, in terms of the difficulty? Um, there's just a lot of speed coming from a lot of different places. So I think you know, a lot of his lines... Um, Real quick to uh, point out the protections um, and identify who's where. So uh, I would, I'm not too sure. I... When and when you're inside, I mean, is is it, is it a comfortable thing for you? Is it yeah, feel like I'm, something? If if say, you know, knock on wood, there was some kind of injury, and and with Antonio already missing, is it a spot you could spend some extended time in rather than just like a specialized package? Uh, I'd spend time wherever Coach Spence needs me to play. So. Doesn't matter where it is on the line. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Itor, we were asking Coach Franklin about the whole 1 0 mantra and how it yeah. seems like now you guys aren't just repeating it, you're kind of living it and embracing it. Was there a certain point where you felt like you took that on and weren't just reciting it? Or we always. Uh, I say probably when I got back to school over the summer. Uh, going into camp, and, um, you know, I feel like there's something that really resonated with me when he was talking about how you know, it really makes a difference. And, you know, teams, they try to prepare differently um, based on what week it is and the opponent. And you pre- uh, you approach it all the same way. You know, like, this is our championship. You know, like, this is the week, you know. And with that mindset, I feel like it creates a, a culture of winning. So. Is that kind of maybe difficult to do when you were younger and – Maybe you wanted to look ahead a little bit? Or? Yeah, you know, like at first you um, get to a place like this, uh, you know, you play in like the big the big name schools versus, you know, some of our other opponents. Um, I feel like it's more difficult then, but as you grow and as you fall into like um, just the awareness, like this is it, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, and you just trust and believe in the coaches. I think that's where it really Will you even look at the college football playoff rankings tonight when they come out? Or No. 
I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, kind of building off of a question from earlier. So Minnesota's right tackle weighs 136 pounds more than you and 157 pounds more than Shaka. Have you ever faced a weight disparity like that, you know, in your career? And, and how do you go about, you know, beating someone on the line who is almost, you know, like essentially more than 50% of your body weight? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have, honestly, but... Um... It'll be a great task. You know, they got some pretty good players on that side. Um, but I don't think the approach is going to be any different. Um, you know, his job is to block me, and my job is to get around him. So we'll figure something out. How have you guys kind of seen Rashid Walker develop here in the last year or so? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest growth with him was over spring ball. You know, at first yeah, it was obvious, you know, he was learning things and uh, stepping into, like, a new role. But I think his confidence from that point to the beginning of the season and the beginning of the season now has just grown so much. Uh, I think he's grown in one of the better players on this team. Um, he's done absolutely, he's done a great job. I can't remember if it was you or Shaka in the one clip in the spring that they tweeted out. and you guys, Somebody beat him pretty bad. Um, did you guys razz him at all about that? I mean, because he's obviously held his own this year. I'm sorry, I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, you, there was a clip that was tweeted out in spring ball when mm -hmm. he got beaten pretty bad either by you or Shaka. Um, did you guys let him hear that, or was it just? I mean, because he's obviously held his own this year. Um, I I didn't say a word to him about it. Um, you know, I, I you know everyone loses reps. You know, no one's going to win every single rep, so uh, I don't think it really bothered him that much, or. Any of us, you know, he was gonna, he's gonna win his battles um, sometimes and sometimes not. So, are there ways that you think maybe you know you guys have helped him or can help him? Maybe pointing out specific things that other ends might try to do to him or anything like that. Um, anything he's had a question on, we've been pretty good about answering it. And, um, just going against him, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, this works, this works, and now it's more like, okay, now what works, you know, because he's developed a lot, so. Last one for me, I promise. Um, what do you think the ceiling looks like for Micah Parsons? Because we're seeing more and more from him every week. Yeah. Um, the ceiling. I don't know. I don't know what that would look like for him. You know, every day he goes out there, you know, he, I feel like he surprises me more and more. So um, he's just someone who just keeps growing. You know, I think he's going to end up having a phenomenal career. Do you remember the Nike camp in New Jersey? You were there, and Micah was there, and Damian. And he was kind of talking trash about how he was the, the best DN. Do you recall that? Yeah. Or what, what was going through your head when you see this kid? Because he's a little bit younger than you. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, PJ Mustafer was there, too. Um, but it was just kids having fun. Um, and I, it was hard to like really imagine that we'd all be in this place at the same time. Uh, on a team like this, so I mean, just to see like the dream come to fruition is it's incredible. And how much of a vocal leader has he come become in the huddle over these last couple of years? Because it seems like linebacker would be a position where it kind of lends itself to that. Yeah, uh, I think he's definitely grown more and more uh, as the year has gone on. You know, in the beginning he was a vocal leader still, but um, as the years gone on, he's really he's really become more of a voice. 
Uh, last winter, Terry Smith compared uh, Adiza Isaac to you. Um, mm. He's a guy that we've quickly gotten to see play and burn his red shirt. What stands out about it, and, and do you see any similarities uh, from, from maybe where you were as a freshman to where he is right now? Yeah, I say his motor is like the thing that I see like in my, like from myself to him. Um, he's someone, even in practice, the plays across the field, he's still running, you know, and he's running past linebackers and DBs, whoever's in the way. Um, and he brings that in the game, too. He goes out there with a level of intensity. And, you know, just saying that uh, is going to be, like, really important for him, you know, in his career and stuff. And um, he's extremely hardworking, too. He's quiet sometimes, but, like, he's always doing his job, always where he needs to be. Um, I think he's, like, one of the people I've noticed since I've been here is, like, an incredibly high ceiling. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Anything else for you, Tor? I could ask just about one of your older teammates, Fred. Fred answered. We, yeah. we may or may not see more of him uh, with Antonio out for this game, but um, I think maybe he's surprising people how he came back from an injury and has really been the number a number two ta tackle for you guys for a while. What does he do be, like that doesn't show up in the box score? I guess because he's not the one who's racking up all the stats. Can't move that man. That dude is unmovable. You know, he comes off the ball, and sometimes he's getting double teamed and. You can see they're, like, they're fighting as hard as they can, but Fred's not going anywhere. So he doesn't jump off in the box score, but he's always um, helping, out, helping out the linebackers if that's uh, not letting the guards slip and get to second level. or um, He eats up his space for sure. Etor Gross Matos coming up in the next half hour. Rich Scarcello, the Reading Eagle, and Frank Bodani of the York Daily Record. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Funeral likes the garlic. Indeed, second to none. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The best in the business. All right, next half hour, Frank Bodani, York Daily Record, Rich Scarcello, Reading Eagle. Still to come, we'll hear more from James Franklin from Tuesday and also Sean McDonough. Plenty going on today. Great to have you with us as we head into a big weekend here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.
Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills, although Buner loves the garlic. Indeed, second to none. Stock up for the weekend. It's going to be cold, so stock up now and then just enjoy all the sports action this weekend, including Penn State, Minnesota, which will be tomorrow in Minneapolis at noon. We're on beginning at 10.30 or on News Radio 1070 WKOK on the Penn State Sports Network. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Frank Bodani later in this half hour, but first, Rich Scarcella, the Reading Eagle. Rich, welcome. Penn State's had great success to this point. So, Rich, give me an area or two maybe they can tweak to be even better down the stretch. Uh, I know they played three strong defenses in October, the last three, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State. I think Penn State has to run the ball more effectively. Um, They've done okay, but I think that needs to improve. I don't think it's been bad by any stretch, but I think it has to improve. I think, oh, I think. Well, the biggest thing is they have to cut down on the penalties, and that was a major concern after the Michigan State game with the three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, and just some, just some really not very smart decisions by by some players. And I, I think, you know, the first three games of the year, Penn State was one of the least penalized teams in the Big Ten in the in the country, but over the last five games. Uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I know they rank like ninth or tenth in the Big Ten in penalties. So that has to be cleaned up uh, in a, in a major way. And, um, geez, probably I don't know. Maybe maybe create some more turnovers. I mean, they've protected the ball very very well, right. but maybe create create some more turnovers. You know, if you're looking to improve on a on an 8-0 number 5 team in the country, I would go there. But I can't think of too many other things. Uh, let's. I want to get to Micah Parsons for a moment. Obviously, he was named the mm-hmm. Buckus semifinalist yep. today. Uh, what have you seen from him, and what makes him a difference maker from what you've seen so far? Oh, his speed. It's just, it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you, know, yeah. you, know, you don't see a linebacker at that size run like he does and he is he is almost always around the football always and you know when we talked the beat writers talked to brent pry a few weeks ago 
uh, he said he's just scratching the surface how, of how good he can be right. since he's only played linebacker a year and a half. And you know that. I don't, I'm not telling you anything new. And that's frightening. I mean, when you think, if, if he's just scratching the surface, my goodness, I can't imagine what he's going to be like in the middle of next season, for, for example. I think he's played very, very well. I think Cam Brown has played very well. I know um, there were concerns about snap counts and, and you know him being on the field too much. I think he's had a really nice year, and, and, and I'll say the same thing for Jan Johnson. I know he's one of my local guys, he's the, but I think Jan Rich, is Rich, kind of... He's the glue. Yep. He's the yeah, glue he to is. that defense. Yeah, and I think that's... Some people overlook that, and I think he played really well out at Michigan State. He sure did. I thought he had a he had a really nice game, and I, you know, I, I know we could talk off the air, but I, I'd be really curious to hear what Jack has to say about Jan. I, I maybe you can, you know, I, I can tell you right that he he is a big Jack is a big Jan Johnson guy. He's no I mean, kidding, you know, Jack. absolutely. He is a big Jan Johnson guy because he sees the game and has studied it to a point where he picks up a step, step and a half sometimes because of, mm-hmm. because of his study. And also his ability to put other people in the right position to then make their plays. See, that's the glue right. guy, and Jack talks about that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he, you know, I mean, I know Brent Pry loves Jan and has said that for the last two years about how, that he's such kids. And I I think Jan has had a really nice year. All conference first team, probably not, but I think he's had a really very very good year. And I think, um, yeah, well, getting back to Micah, you, you originally said, Mike, the only thing to do, create turnovers. Yes. That's, that's like the next step. And that's not really a criticism. That isn't a criticism. That's just the next step in his development. But my goodness, does he close on the ball. Yeah, he really does close on it. What's been your thought on Minnesota? Well, here's the problem. Because of our jobs. And, and we don't I, get to see him um, much. No, we don't get to see him. I just took a peek again at their schedule, and you know, I think I, here's here's what I think is a big question about, and this is, this is to answer your question. Too. This is a big question for them on Saturday. How do they adjust to Penn, to Penn State's speed on defense? Because they haven't seen anything like that this year, and that's going to that's going to have a big impact on the game is how they adjust to that speed. I, I, You know, if they can, then it'll be a close game. If they can't, boy, um, you know, they're, they're going to be fighting uphill. Yeah, and the other part, too, is that uh, defensively they've given up some points. Mm-hmm. Here's a really interesting fact. They faced the backup quarterback in five straight games. I'm sorry, I missed that, Steve. They have faced the, the other team's backup quarterback in each of the last five wow. games. Wow. Wow. It's just right, it's, that's, right. a, that's a relatively interesting, like, huh, really? Fact. Well, I, I'll say this about Minnesota. And, you know, the, the game that jumped out at me and I went, oh, what? Was the Nebraska game. Yeah. And then you realize Martinez got hurt. And two, Nebraska isn't close to what I thought they were going to be and what a lot of people thought they were going to be. So that game is sort of like, eh, okay. And... You know, you just like, and their last two wins were against Maryland and Rutgers, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> where is Minnesota? I don't know. I don't. That's that. And I guess 
we're going to find out on Saturday at 11 o'clock Central Time what, yeah. exactly who they are and how good they are. And Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks, who were there in the 2016 game, mm-hmm. are still there, Rich. <laughs> They're still there. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize Shannon Brooks was still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's there. Rodney Smith's still there. You're still wow. there. I'm still there. I'm still Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're like the furniture. We're like the old furniture, Steve. You know. Uh, and Neil. And Neil Riddell. Yeah, Neil yeah, Riddell. Yeah. Yeah, Neil on yeah. Friday, as a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. And Neil. No, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think it's, is it exciting for Minnesota? Absolutely. Ooh, and, and, right. and good for them. And good for – and hey, good pat on the back to T.J. Fleck. Yeah. I mean, they they really struggled his first year. And, you know, they're – they're playing well. Yes. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, I, I just think Penn State's the better team, has the better, has more talent, and I think talent usually wins out. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, but I'm looking forward to it. I think these next three games, this is going to be an exciting three-game stretch yeah. uh, for anybody who covers, anybody who follows Penn State, let alone cover it. Absolutely. All right, so what happened to your Packers? What the heck was that? Well, you know, I watched it last night late. Um, I, I, I was tied up doing something else last night. And um, I, you know, Tony Romo said it best. It's just one of those games. And the same thing with the Patriots and the Ravens. It's just, I'm not to take anything away. The Chargers played well. The score should have been a lot worse. The Chargers dominated. Right. There's, but the Chargers needed the game desperately to save their season, and played like they needed it, and the Packers didn't respond. Uh, I know early in the game they made a lot of um, pre-snap penalties, and um, they really put the pressure on Rodgers for, for three quarters. Joey Bosa, um, had a, Joey Bosa had a big game. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. And so did Ingram, the other end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they both had terrific games. And you know what? It's, it's going to happen. But I... You know, I, I think they'll be they'll bounce back this week. They're home against Carolina, then they have a bye, and then they play the 49ers out in California. So uh, I still feel pretty good about them. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you later in the week. My pleasure. See you in Minnesota, Steve. Ritz Garcella, Redding Eagle. All right, let's transition now from Redding to York and bring in the outstanding. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Frank, welcome. It's great to have you back with us on the show. Hey, it's wonderful to be here. Seems like I was telling Jason, seems like Penn State hasn't played in a month. These bye weeks last forever. <laughs> I know. It feels like it does take forever. All right. So, let's uh, – I'll ask the same opener I asked earlier, and that is uh, we've seen a lot of positives from Penn State. There's no question. And, and you probably could go through a long list of positives. Any team that's 8-0 is going to have them. So – not changes, but a tweak here or there, what would a tweak here or there be? Well, I think there is still a developing team overall, so you're going to definitely have things you can improve on. Finding a number, true number three receiver, I think, is going to be a big thing for them down the stretch. Um, I think, you know, Creating turnovers, they did. They've done that a little better, a little better overall. But I still think they need to improve. There was a lot of missed possibilities against Michigan State 
you know, and I think a lot of the guys in the secondary they're relying on more and more are such young young kids too. So that's something they I think they can still improve on. And Sean Clifford played great, and but yet the best thing about him is I think the more he plays, the better decisions, maybe especially with the read options that he'll make. Right, exactly. So, uh, and let's get to defensively, when you look, now Mustafer's going to have to be the guy that steps up because Antonio Shelton's out of this game, suspended for the game. So how mm-hmm. do you look at the defensive tackle rotation and how it's played to this point? Well, somebody is going to have to play a little bit more that we haven't seen. Maybe that's Judge Culpepper or somebody else. But I think they have the bodies there as long as everybody stays healthy. I think Robert Windsor is going to be, you know, you're coming off a bye week. You know, you think these guys are rested and would be able to put in some more more time. Um, you got to love in a way that Mustafer is going to get a bigger chance. I'm just looking at this as, a, as an opportunity for him. I mean, they've been high on that yeah. kid since he got there, and this is a big shot for him. And I, I would think he's ready. So they rotate so many linemen as it is, and sometimes, you know, even the big guys step inside on certain pass plays, right? So they're not always needing two D tackles out there at the same time. Because to this point, Minnesota has averaged 34-43 time of possession per game. 34-43. That will test anybody's depth, Frank. Sure. Now, the question and the great thing about this game is that you give all the kudos in the world to Minnesota, but yes. what is the competition shock going to mean to them? Are they going to handle it really well because they're on such a high and it doesn't matter? Right. Or are they not going to be able to do some of the things that they've done through the first eight games because they haven't played a team this fast? I don't think they've played a team, obviously, this talented, but more, more to the point, I, I think Penn State is going to be the best team that they've seen up front, too. Now, maybe not yeah. by a Mm-hmm. Ton, but I think Penn State is going to have the advantage up front on both sides of the ball. To me, it's going to be how much can Penn State take advantage of their opportunities because they're going to be there. It's going to be can Penn State go in there and make yeah. Minnesota play the way that Penn State wants them to play. Right, exactly. Uh, when you've looked at t- anything with Tanner Morgan, to this point, I know Morgan got off to a guard and he had the Purdue game when he was 21 and 22, but he's only 55% since then. What have you seen from a guy that probably was going to start the year if there had not been injuries as the backup? I think they've got a great system. Yes. Score a lot of points. Yep. Tanner fits really well. Here's the deal. He, he does, he's not, he's not a runner. He, he, he does not run. That's right. So I think people assume thing. he does, but he does not. Yeah, so there's one thing that Penn State's defense knows and they can key on, and that may be the big difference between him and Sean Clifford. And what I really like about Sean, he got to the point where he almost expected Trace to run a good bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're even going into these games expecting Sean to run a good bit. He's done a pretty good job of running when he needs to. So, And he's been effective. The Minnesota quarterback is not going to give you that, so I think Penn State's defense at least has a way to say, hey, this is what we're going to do, not worry about that so much. And there is that running game, though. Rodney Smith is having – Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks both played in the 2016 game. They're both still there, Frank. 
Right. Well, well you know what? I, I mean, Minnesota's going to get their yards. Yeah. I mean, the way I would look at it, they're going to get their yards. To me, it's going to be how does Penn State's defense make them earn it? The points, you know? Are they, you know, because I think the bend but don't break on the, the pass game has been there. Um, can they keep that going? I mean, I'm not worried about at the end of the day so much how many yards Minnesota has overall rushing. It's going to be how does Penn State play when it gets to be inside the 30 yard line? I mean, defensively, Penn State's well with that. To me, that's going to be the ultimate key. I, I don't know if you can worry, I don't know if Penn State's defense could be able to shut them down the whole game, but. I think they can still do a great job of keeping them out of the touchdowns. Right. And both teams are coming off a of bye week. Uh, and there's obviously a lot been made of the noon start, which is 11 a.m. there, which is actually would have been Friday 10 a.m. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. Standard time. Penn State's the one thing I like about this team overall, too, another point is that. They've been pretty resilient in going about their business in different ways. They've won games differently. They've played at every time possible, have fared pretty well from noon to 3.30 to nighttime. You know, so I don't know if this is going to face them, whether they play this game at noon or 3.30. I mean, when's the last time? But did they? I guess is Purdue the last game they played at noon? Yeah. Yes, and they played uh, Pitt at noon as well. Penn State's won 12 of its last 13 noon starts. And they played pretty well. Now, I know it was at home, but they they jumped out pretty well offensively yes, in that game. Yes, they did. Um, and, you know, here's the other deal. The best thing to me for Penn State is that Minnesota's undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. Because well, they're attention. absolutely your complete focus. So they got to play the game at the same time, and they're struggling to even sell out their place. So I don't know if it matters to me so much with this team. I think that that whole early kick thing has gotten into people's minds over the last <laughs> 20 years. But, you know, this is a different team, and I like how it's younger and how they're still growing while they're winning. What do you think of the – what do you think the four running backs bring to the table? What does each one bring to the table that you, as you cover the team, like? Well, it's four bodies. It's four different people you can count on. You get to this point of the year, somebody's going to get banged up, mm-hmm. which we've already seen some, at least to some degree with Noah Kane. So then you have other people you can rely on. And, you know, I know they have different styles to a mm-hmm. degree, especially the other three, but to me it's more about – I know each one of them has a different personality, which is great. So you have three guys, three, four guys that are helping each other that have different personalities. You know, all of them can't be maybe up on this at the same time. You got other guys to pick you up. I think Devin Ford, who's played the least out of them, might he could be the most talented of them. And yet he's still getting his shot to contribute and get better. So that when you get to this part is that they've all played enough that Hey, I I would I would feel fine with putting any of them in the game at this point. I think Ricky Slade has proven that he's getting better, a little more comfortable. He had a really rough start without a lot of opportunities. He seems like his head is still in the game, yeah. obviously, and there's no letdown from him. And you know what? I think we're all done even talking about to James about the the running back rotation. Yeah. It's like this is sure. what it is. Right. This is how it's going to be. They seem to have embraced it. 
we're done asking about it and we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, I think it's a positive at this point. You're not going to change it. And maybe that's the best. Maybe there isn't one guy that's truly um, ready to carry the load. Maybe they need all four. And I think, well, you know, this will be one of the points of talking. We'll be able to look to probably discuss better looking back on it when the season's done, even as it then when it's going along, because it's, it's, it's just so different. It's a little awkward, I think, for Penn State fans, but that's okay. Yeah, well, no, you do get used to, okay, you got Evan Royster. Oh, you get used to, you got Barkley. You get used to, you have Miles Sanders. Now, you get used to one. Well, this is different, but that's why I asked the question, what does each one of the four bring to the table instead of picking one? Because I think all four have brought something to the table. Yeah, Noah Kane is definitely the more rugged inside guy. If he's yeah. healthy, that's great. Um, and Journey Brown, to me, is improving his overall game as a runner. I mean, he came in just with the notoriety of being a track guy in a lot of ways, playing in the bad competition league. And to me, he's looked like he's done a lot to make himself a good all-round running back. Just they just need more. They just need more reps. All of them. They're so young. Frank, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. Yes, have a great trip to Minnesota. All the best. Hey, John McDonough, next half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK.